0: Hello and welcome to the Moncast,
1: a podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and the differences that they share.
0: My name is Definitely Stevie.
1: And my name's Sam.
0: And the score currently stands at 22-22 to neither of them. And this time we are watching episode 45, The Ultimate Clash and A Chansey Operation. i'm not
1: singing the song
0: across the nation i'm not singing the
1: song this is a theme song i'm not singing the song
0: it's not very long i'm not
1: singing the song
0: (laughs) that's fine i wasn't going to ask you to
1: i refuse to do it i will not do it
0: as always now i go to twitter
1: and once again we turn to twitter
0: we turn to twitter to find out what the listeners are thinking observe the listeners in their natural habitat the internet First of all, we have tweets from at Connor who's changed the name to Cool Christmas because it's almost Christmas. I don't know what Cool Christmas has to do with Connor, but okay.
1: Christmas is cool.
0: But what has that got to do with Connor? You're supposed to make like a Christmassy pun thing out of your name, not just put in Cool Christmas.
1: Why are you calling people out on their, their Twitter handles?
0: Why shouldn't I?
1: Because it's up to them what they want to call themselves. Is it though? Yes.
0: Okay, And the first tweet says, The real final boss of Digimon Adventure is the intern that writes all the puns. Yes. That actually makes sense.
1: The puns are so distracting.
0: The puns often kill the mood in lots of the tense situations.
1: I feel like if you just cut out the jokes, it'd probably be pretty cool.
0: It'd be a very quiet episode. I'm so tempted to just get an episode of Digimon now and see what it actually sounds like if I just mute every sentence that has a pun in there.
1: It'll just be like a silent movie.
0: Just the entire episode's really quiet. You see the mouths moving all the time, but they never say anything.
1: It was just 20 minutes of silence apart from the words, no.
0: You just get the names. Next tweet says, I hate Pokemon. Stevie, December 6 2016. That is true. I did say that.
1: You did say you hate Pokemon. Which is unfair and uncalled for.
0: It's so mundane.
1: Apologise to Pokemon.
0: No. I'll apologise to Pokemon when it apologises for releasing such a boring episode.
1: It's great how there are problems with these episodes, and it's like, partly because they didn't have the budget, partly because it was the 90s, and partly just because they're bad episodes, it's great.
0: All the bad episodes of Pokemon are exactly the same, and I'm just getting tired of it. And the last tweet says, You all think I'm crazy because of this Lovecraft connection, but I heard Stevie going a little crazy talking about Pokemon.
1: To be fair, we do get a bit loopy at times. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go a bit mad today.
0: Yeah, last episode, feedback from myself, talk more. Because I just said, like, nothing, and then at the end I said everything, which was weird.
1: I think it's because at one point I literally stopped and I was like, okay, you have to talk now.
0: I was just so done with the episode of Pokemon last time.
1: But also, like, I can ramble when, when I'm in the mood to, or when I have a subject I, I want to talk about, I will just talk constantly, and then you just can't get a word in edgeways, and you just kind of just drift off and do your own thing, come back with a cup of tea ten minutes later, sit down, and then I just about finish what I'm saying, so.
0: I listened back to the episode, and it was a lot of you talking about the entire plot, and then I just listed off every single complaint I had at the end, which was a weird way to discuss it.
1: It's a very British way. Here's this thing. Well, these are all the things that are wrong with it.
0: It's not an entertaining way of doing things. Next tweet comes from Ashley McDonald at AshMcDo. At AshMcD00? Yes, AshMcD00.
1: It's called their Twitter handle, Ashmcdoo.
0: Yes. Why not?
1: You do listen to Podidius, don't you, where where they say at the end it's Ash McD00.
0: Yeah, but I don't care. On my screen here it says Ash McDo.
1: This is the second one out of two people that you're calling out on their Twitter names. Are they are they not good enough for you?
0: I disapprove, you have to fix them. They reply to a question that you sent. Asking, if Ash was a digi-destined, who or what would his partner or crest be? As she says that she scrolls through a list of the crests, scrolls through the list of crests again, ponders, and then it might be sincerity. (laughs) He's a 10-year-old.
1: Yeah, he's a bad 10-year-old. I couldn't think of one, really, so I'm going to ask you the question as well. What what crest do you think Ash would have?
0: The crest of friendship. Okay. Because he's an awful friend, just like Matt.
1: I thought... Maybe the Crest of Destiny, because he just always seems to be in the right place at the right time for these amazing things to happen.
0: Is that even canon, like, in the series itself? Does it turn up
1: in the anime? It's in, like, the card games and the video games and some of the V-pets and the movie. I don't think it counts. It exists. Would you rather him have a proper crest, or would you rather him have this this semi-existent, questionable one?
0: I'd rather he just stick to his own universe.
1: That defeats the whole point of the question.
0: I don't want Ash going near my actually okay characters
1: actually okay characters like matt
0: yeah he's okay that's why i said actually okay and not good because not all of them are good
1: anything else or are we done can we move on to the episode now
0: do you want to hear how much progress i've made in pokemon moon
1: uh nothing because you've been playing psvr all week
0: yep i've not played pokemon moon at all
1: cool anything else or shall we move on to the next thing
0: yep i think we can move on the first episode we are watching this time is The Ultimate Clash.
1: Matt and Ty fight for a few seconds before Kari turns to a plot device and takes the gang on a group hallucination to show them how they became Digidestined. Once they all learn that they were specially chosen for their unique qualities, they start to split up and go their separate ways so that they can feel feelings and not join in on the fight.
0: Digimon, it starts off with the ultimate clash between MetalGururumon and WarGreymon kicking off. That happened. They started fighting, and I actually liked it.
1: I think I blinked and then I missed it, because it was really short. Isn't it was like
0: somewhere between one and two minutes long?
1: Yeah, but if you look at the fact that the entire of the last episode was basically set up for this fight, and then this episode's called The Ultimate Clash, this is like Ash and Haunter all over again. Just a lot of setup for, for basically nothing.
0: It was cool. They did cool things like Metal Guman, bit, while and
1: so cool, so worth an episode of setup up for.
0: It's more dynamic than most fights in Digimon. was it It wasn't just the stock footage attacks.
1: No, it was Matt and tiles are punching each other. It
0: makes for an exciting thing with all the implied punching going on.
1: Yeah, so, like, they start arguing, and then Matt just pretty much insults everybody. He calls them a sorry group, I think. Ty immediately calls Matt out and says that he's basically jealous that he wants to be in charge of the group. And Matt says that if you want to be in charge of this sorry group, so like, okay, well, what are you trying to achieve here? If you want to lead the group, then say like, then say so. But, yeah, if you're just fighting for the sake of it, then why fight? But then he also says that they should all take care of themselves. Like, that's what he wants to do. So he doesn't want Ty to lead the group, but he doesn't want there to be a group because everyone should be able to take care of themselves. I'm like, okay, but that wouldn't work because they're fighting the Dark Masters, which are a group, who would wipe out any of them individually, instantly. So Matt's plan is really flawed here.
0: Matt's motives become incredibly confused and nonsensical.
1: He hasn't got a motive. It's like he's too big. Like, it's too late now. It's happened. He's in the moment. And he can't, like, he's realised what he's done is bad. He's like oh wait no this is a bad idea um and now he's just like looking for reasons to fight i want to fight
0: because i don't know why we're here
1: i want to fight because like why did we get chosen okay uh that's a dumb idea Uh, i want to fight because i want to be strong or i want to fight because you wouldn't understand because feelings or now it's I want to fight because I want to...
0: Be the very best, like no one ever was.
1: I want to have the group separate so we can fight everything by ourselves instead of together as a group. which could be a lot better. Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. So, Ogumon evolves to fight Metal Gabumon. So they're two, two strongest Digimon to fight in, as well as Matt and Ty, and the rest of the kids are just stood there telling them that they're both being stupid and to stop this, and I'm like, yes, at least the other kids have common sense. And they're just like, why are we doing this? There's no time for this right now. We can have a moment later.
0: And Gatamon, the cat Digimon, says it's a dog-eat-dog world. Which I appreciated.
1: She was so cool when you met her, even though she was very cat like. But then she's turned into this this person with a blank stare and just says cat puns.
0: This was a dog joke though. It was a dog saying.
1: <laughs> Animal puns then.
0: It wasn't a pun, it was just a saying about dogs coming from a cat, which I found funny. I'll give you that one. Also Metakurumon uses Metal Wolf Claw, which is a laser attack from its mouth.
1: Yeah, it's the best, it's the best attack.
0: While Greymon uses Terraforce, which I'm pretty certain is an attack that had a different name a few episodes ago.
1: So Ty's beaten Matt up for the friends that they've lost and Matt says, what if we made a mistake? It's like, what does that even mean? That we, we shouldn't be fighting the Dark Masters and who have reshaped the world? You know, are the Dark Masters good? He's just clutching at, at loose straws. He's just like, I don't know what I'm fighting for now. I'm just going to say a lot of cliches and then hopefully one of them will stick as the reason why I'm doing this. And then Mimi has a breakdown because, like we've said before, I feel like she's the one in the group who's... Done. ...isn't in a happy little place here so She has a breakdown. I'm just like, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but then that's the entire of the fight, and that's maybe two minutes. Then Kari's talking to Light, to the sparkles, and then everybody gets taken to a version of Hiding View Terrace where Greymont and Parrotman are fighting, which I like. Like, this is where the episode starts to get good because I like basically the next 10 15 minutes.
0: It's whole backstory.
1: Would you rather have another metal wolf claw? Probably not. So they're looking at themselves when they were younger fighting. Kari's basically taking them a tour of how they became digi-distant They go to a castle and they see digi eggs and crests and the door to the human world, so they realize it's Motus One's castle, which is actually quite nice. They've done a thing where they had a plot point that they didn't use straight away, so they've basically sat on the idea of Motus One stealing or overtaking this castle full of these hooded people. And then using it as his own castle. But that's cool. I actually really enjoy the backstory stuff. It's quite nice. Uh, it's all right. You don't like it? You don't like seeing how these basically digital versions of humans spied on some kids who saw some monsters fighting and then were like, oh, let's. Take these ones, because these ones are the best with these qualities. They didn't go for, I don't know, maybe adults. No, they were like, no, let's take the tiny children.
0: It doesn't really super explain anything well. It's just kind of like, oh, you saw it, and then you had something in common with Ty and Kari.
1: It sets down some ground rules. Like, number one, you have to see a Digimon to be a Digidestined, And two, you have to have a quality within you.
0: You have to be special.
1: But I suppose, imagine if you're younger and you hear this, you'll think to yourself, what would your special trait be like? Like the question I asked about Ash. Like, what would Ash's special trait trait B, and you know maybe yeah maybe friendship because she's friends with pikachu and and all that jazz but everybody's got that one thing that they either know about themselves is really good or it's something that they wish to improve within themselves and to have a show that goes here's a monster this monster will help you bring this trait out of yourself and essentially grow you as a person as well it's quite good and to be fair matt also said he doesn't know why they became dizzy destined that it's a bit like Kario's like I've had enough of Matt. Let's do this weird thing. Spirit quest! This is why we did the thing and Matt's just like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's only slightly convenient.
1: It was just set up.
0: The backstory wasn't set up. It was sudden and out of the blue, and then it was really long.
1: Well, we did have, like, two whole minutes of the two main people fighting, so we couldn't have too much excitement, could we? I really like the moment when the gang are seeing their own eggs. I thought that was quite cute. Yeah, the Digimon are adorable. You don't see who's from what egg. But if you play enough of the games and stuff and know a bit more about the other bits of media, you could slowly learn which egg is which. Like, I could see which one Agumon's egg was and stuff. And then Gardramon suddenly attacks. And mechanorimon. So sexy Jedi wizard appears and punches a thing and then gets into a Mechanorimon, which is a bit creepy because it's a Digimon, but you can also pilot it. And it steals some of the eggs because Piedmon's there which is weird I didn't know that the Dark Masters existed like long before the DigiDestined appeared.
0: They've existed an incredibly long time I'll talk about it more later.
1: We see that shot of Piedmon putting a, a marble into geni's back which has been one of the big mysteries for this entire franchise because it's never really explained
0: and it probably never will be
1: i don't know maybe in try
0: i think it's incredibly unlikely
1: could you imagine like everybody's just waiting for this thing to be a plot point in try and it just never happens and then it leaves and everyone's like but what about the thing
0: Except no one will be like that. I bet nobody that watched remembers about the Black Marble even happening apart from people that listen to the podcast.
1: But it's an important shot.
0: No, it's not. It's like two seconds long. Jedi escapes with all the eggs.
1: All of them apart from Gatoman and Kari's stuff because they get knocked out of its hand and they fall down. Which explains why Gatamon wasn't there.
0: That's why she's
1: all alone. <laughs> yeah, but we're together now, says Beemon. <laughs> Completely invalidating all of Gatamon's struggles. Not Kari says that they don't know what the Dark Master's plans are, and they're hoping to find out. It's like, okay, but they literally took the world and reshaped it into a mountain. Maybe that's like a slight hint.
0: Maybe they could hazard a guess.
1: It's gonna be a bad. They want to do a bad, but they're going to send some... Kids, some tamagotchis, so that they can fight the bad. So they go on this little vision quest, and then they're back to where they are. And then everyone forgives Matt for no reason other than the plot. And Matt's still all like, eh, "He's not okay because this is bigger than all of them." What does that even mean? Everybody else is like, "Okay, you did a bad thing, but we're all okay now." I'm not okay because this is bigger than all of us. Yeah, we know. That's why we stick together, Mister. We should all go our separate ways.
0: Matt doesn't logic good. That's my explanation for everything Matt does.
1: It's way bigger than all of them and it's not about right and wrong. Stop saying these cliche phrases, Matt. This doesn't work. And this is why they can't be friends. Matt's point is stupid and Matt sounds like an idiot. So he decides that he needs to go alone to be alone because this is a good idea.
0: This is a good idea.
1: What, just to get rid of Matt from the group?
0: Yeah, I'm tired of dealing with Matt.
1: But then Mimi and Joe split off as well, which is really bad, because the band's broken up.
0: Well, at least there's some sort of justification for Mimi and Joe.
1: The the two best people have now left.
0: Since when were they the two best people?
1: here's the thing when you look at the characters now and then you learn about them in try as well it makes these characters retroactively a lot better because you can see the things that the people that they become being in this a little bit
0: i've not been thinking of how they change in try at all while i've been watching
1: pretty much this entire time i've been looking at what they do and then how it relates to what happens in try we've only had three episodes so we've only really seen six people's journeys but looking at izzy and what happens with izzy and everything is great
0: yeah but we shouldn't really factor in try stuff into our opinions of them (laughs)
1: I'm not. I'm just appreciating their journey, like, looking at the start of their journey from what we know about them in the end. It just makes me happy, but yeah, like, I like Joe and Mimi.
0: They are not the best characters.
1: Who do you think's the best? TK. Why?
0: Because he's the only decent character. (laughs) I don't hate TK. Well, I don't hate a lot of the characters. I don't dislike TK. doesn't really have any qualities I especially don't enjoy
1: it's weird how little Sora gets and there are people who say Sora is their favorite character and it's like it's really unfortunate that she's such an awesome person the second Matt says he's going away she goes and stands next to TK and she's like we'll be okay I'm like "Ah, look at her (laughs) she loves everybody and wants them to all be okay as opposed to Matt, who's just like, we should all be separate. And also, I don't want my brother to be stronger because if he's stronger, then he doesn't depend on me anymore.
0: Yeah, you can see a bit of Sara being a mom character here, which is something that people complained about with trying.
1: I think I see her more as a guardian. Like, she's the one who just make sure uh, makes sure everyone's okay.
0: Isn't that what a mum does? Yeah,
1: but I don't want to pigeonhole her into the, into the category of mum just because she's a girl.
0: It's not just because she's a girl, it's because she acts like a mum
1: character. Okay, but if a guy did this, would you call him a, the dad character?
0: If he made dad jokes, then probably.
1: See, that? that's you saying that he's got to do these dad things to be a dad, but she's not doing mum things. She's just protecting everybody.
0: She's looking after small children, which is what a mum does.
1: The moments we get, like, this, even though it's, like, not a big thing... Because Sora gets so little in the episodes, it feels like a big thing to me when she just sees that Matt's going to just leave again. She just, like, goes straight over to TK, and she's like, yeah, it's okay, we got this, go and have your little sassy moment or whatever.
0: After that, though, she's also like, we can just split into two groups, which I guess is better than nothing. But Matt's just like, no.
1: Yeah, I think she was trying to be like, okay, look, if Matt's so determined to leave and so are are Joe and Mimi, why don't we just become two groups? Because then we're still together in some sense. And Matt said, no, I will be broody and evil and blah, 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 But yeah, Matt still has to go and be alone because he has to be alone for some vague reason. Because
0: otherwise the audience would get really sick of him.
1: He could have at least apologised and said, look, okay, I know what I did was wrong. I need, I think I need some space just to figure everything out. If he'd done that, that would be okay. But at no point does he go... Sorry I tried to murder you and also your dinosaur. He
0: does say that he was confused, which is definitely true.
1: Yeah, but that's not sorry.
0: We can't expect him to say sorry.
1: I can, and I want him to. No, he's going to go away and feel emotions. And, like, I'm surprised that Ty doesn't go, like, no, go away. You, you tried to kill me in Agumon. And, like, does nobody remember that Matt tried to kill Ty, and Agumon? <laughs> the entire last episode of Tree Persuasion led to, like, two minutes of fight, followed by a vision quest. Like, what even are these episodes?
0: It wasn't even a vision quest, it was just an audio tour.
1: They were still there. They saw all the things happening.
0: Yeah, that's not really being there. If I'm watching Coronation Street, I'm not in Coronation Street.
1: Kari gave them all PlayStation VRs, and then they all went and just had a VR tour. And then the episode ends with everybody walking away and doing their own thing.
0: And the narrator's like, is this the end of the DigiDest End? It's like, no. They're all fine, they've just well. He keeps trying to hype up everything. Just like this is an epic cliffhanger. Just like no, Matt's just wandered off again.
1: <laughs> he does this all the time. It's the same thing he did at the last episode.
0: And now I have to list all the problems I have with the backstory stuff. I'd like Carrie's voice.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've actually mentioned it that, like, I like older Kari a lot. I like Lara J. Miller's voice acting a lot, and I think Kari's great.
0: Well, at this point, is it really older Kari's voice, since older Kari doesn't exist?
1: Older voice through Kari, then? Yeah,
0: it's just, like, slightly different Kari voice.
1: And I think I kind know of why I like this not Kari voice, because she doesn't do puns. <laughs> And she just gives them exposition and I'm like, yes, finally we can just have someone giving us information without there being jokes thrown in there.
0: Everyone else still does jokes and things. There's an awful lot of joking around, especially with Joe.
1: We just say that he's the king of jokes.
0: Joking King King Joe. With the backstory thing, this is all supposed to be like a few years ago, isn't it? It's been four real world years since these digi eggs were started, like being made and the digivices and everything. So that's been an awful lot of digital world years considering how fast time goes in the digital world. Like several months was maybe an hour in the real world. So that must make the Digimon decades, maybe even a century old at least. <laughs>
1: Hmm. Unless time slowed down after.
0: The Dark Digimon made everything go haywire in the digital world, and the Dark Masters were already present. So, is Agumon like a century old? <laughs> all of the Digimon ancients? It's ridiculous. <laughs> they must have been babies for so long, so much bouncing. They should have bounced all the way through File Island at that point. I mean, how could you even stay as a baby form for that long? I
1: don't know, maybe they've lived multiple lives.
0: Well, they just keep dying. That sounds fun. Hi, Tai. I've only died a hundred times while I've been waiting for you. But Gatomon got all the way to Gatomon.
1: Yeah, but she had hardship.
0: She must have been enslaved to my Otismon for decades. That sounds horrible. <laughs> this whole time-scaling thing just breaks the backstory. Especially for the Digimon.
1: It is a bit wonky.
0: So much waiting. They should have all been like Motimum by the time they finally met up with the Digestand, just super intelligent about everything. Also, another thing about the Digivices. Possessed Carry basically says that the Digivices are just there to make you realise they have the power. So it's like a placebo effect. But the placebo effect kind of requires you to know what it's supposed to do in the first place. So <laughs> that doesn't make sense.
1: It'll trick them into giving us the power, but they don't know what it does. That's why it'll trick them into giving us their power, but they don't know what it does they need to know.
0: So apparently the digivices don't do anything except make them think that they can do things, think that they can make the Digimon digivolve.
1: It was like a vessel that they could use to give their power, but like, as you said, if they don't if they don't know what it does, then how are they going to know what it does?
0: Basically said, the digivice doesn't do anything, the power's inside yourself. The digivices are just there to make you realise that you can use it. It's just like, but if they don't know about the Digivolving power in the first place and the digivices are pointless and they won't work. What else was there in the backstory? Oh yeah, Jedi managed to hijack a Mechanorimon and grab all the digieggs and the digivices before Piedmon did anything else. Also, why did Piedmon reach in with one hand and pull out all eight crests, even though the digieggs were all in the line? So how did he do that?
1: Maybe they all flew to him, I don't know.
0: But then why didn't he just grab everything and they could all just fly into his hand at once? I don't know. Also, why did Piedmon not just destroy the crests?
1: I was about to say, why didn't he just break them there and then?
0: Just destroy the crest instead of setting up a scavenger hunt for the Digidestin later. And did he not notice Gatamon being dropped? Was he not chasing after Jedi? How did Jedi even escape?
1: Maybe he was just being smug at the castle or something. I
0: mean, he's flying in the open air. There's nothing to really hide behind.
1: Maybe Piedmon decided that one egg wasn't worth it and... Could just go and get the rest instead. But he
0: didn't do that either. Gena went all the way to File Island and the Dark Masters never turned up there. What were the Dark Masters doing?
1: Playing solitaire.
0: And why did the Dark Masters wait till after all the Devi mod stuff and the Eta stuff and the Miotis mod stuff before doing their thing?
1: Because boss rush.
0: It all makes no sense.
1: No it doesn't.
0: They've tried to explain things and it makes no sense. They've just given some answers to questions. Like, why were the kids chosen? Because they saw a thing and then were picked at random.
1: They won the main character lottery. Any more notes?
0: Izzy does the digi-analyzer thing for Gardroman and says that it's, like, made of iron and that nothing can penetrate it, and then Prisa ends that that something could penetrate it.
1: Also, isn't it weird how it's, like, not really Gardroman, but he still managed to get the analyzer? So if, like, Someone did a drawing of a Digimon, do you think you would be able to get the analyzer for it? What was your favourite thing?
0: Matt's gone. We would have to deal with Matt for a while.
1: Lovely. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I kind of agree that Matt being away for a while might be good.
0: It'll be good for us to not complain about Matt for once.
1: My favourite thing are all the little Eggos that we see, because they're cute. And I like Digi eggs because they're cute.
0: They're just eggs with patterns on
1: They're still cute.
0: I found the Digimon looking at the eggs and going, "Oh, this one's me! More adorable than the eggs themselves. Oval thoughts. It was okay. I enjoyed the battle, but there was a bit. And then the exposition was okay. It was an alright episode. I, I'm not gonna praise it that much for anything, but I don't really have that much to complain about either.
1: This episode's kind of a bad sandwich. Like, it starts off bad, because the the fight is, like, a few seconds long. And then that, that basically is the, the result of the last episode. So it kind of makes an episode and 20 seconds pointless. And then they went on that adventure being told the backstory of the kids. And that was quite good. I really enjoyed that. And then they ended up with the gang splitting up and spouted bad cliches. So like, and that's how it ended. So yeah, it was a bad sandwich.
0: Well, I think I kind of remember it the other way around.
1: But you thought the start and the end were good?
0: I, I enjoyed the fight. I enjoyed the ending where mimi had her thing and they went the separate ways for the actual reasons but the exposition like i know it all already i've seen it before and it is not that exciting really it's not exciting and it doesn't make much sense and doesn't actually answer that many questions so it was okay
1: cool anything else we talk about this episode or are we done
0: i think we're done cool it's fine it wasn't awful
1: it had good bits and then some awful bits.
0: I think we appreciated different things.
1: I think we literally appreciated the opposite things. I liked the fight. Apart from, I think the only thing we agree on is that we're glad that Matt's gone. The second episode we're watching is A Chansey Operation.
0: Pikachu tries to swallow an apple whole, so Ash and co. have to take him to the hospital where a doctor solves the problem. While there, Team Rocket caused a traffic accident with a truck full of Pokemon that all need caring for. As the hospital is incredibly understaffed, Ash and Co. end up helping with lots of silly Pokemon injuries. Team Rocket help too, while Albok and Weezing are cared for, until they decide to try and capture all the injured Pokemon. They of course fail and are chased out of the building and blasted off again by a Voltob. Then Ash and Co. leave. So it starts off with Ash being asleep and Pikachu wandering off by itself. And eating an apple hole basically, which is never a good idea.
1: It's just like it's in an it's in an apple tree, and then it falls down for no reason. And you're like, oh, are we dead? Yeah. Then uh, Misty wakes Ash up to show him that Pikachu's ill. And the the next bit I really like is when Ash just grabs Pikachu and hangs him upside down and just shakes him. I'm like, no, this is not how you care for Pokemon.
0: Ash is awful as a trainer.
1: Yeah, he is.
0: He's so neglectful, and Pikachu's symptoms are really weird. You'd think he'd be choking. He wouldn't look like he just has a cold.
1: It's like it's stuck there, but also it's not like he's suffocating.
0: But he's supposed to be suffocating. He swallowed an apple whole. How is he not suffocating and just choking to death? I don't know. He said he just looks like he's maybe got a fever, which isn't how it works.
1: So then they take pikachu to the nearest hospital because there isn't a pokemon center for miles and it's a real shame that ash can't just like put pikachu in like some sort of ball that can teleport because that's how they do it in this world
0: pikachu doesn't like going in its pokeball sam i
1: would think it would like to be in a pokeball if it goes to a pokemon center and gets healed and then ash can meet them there later
0: yeah put in the pokeball so that when he calls out later as just a corpse
1: we've seen pokeballs teleport from ash before so what's stopping him putting pikachu in a pokeball and saying look it'll take you to a pokemon center and then we'll meet you there and then pikachu going into a pokemon center getting healed as opposed to let's just go to our hospital
0: i don't think he has full control over sending his pokeballs places it's more just if he catches a seventh pokemon it gets automatically sent away
1: so they decide to go to an actual hospital, where it's run by a guy called Dr. Proctor, and he can't refuse helping pretty little girls. Because
0: he's a paedophile. He
1: said that, and then I was done. I was done with this episode. I'm like, no, I'm not having this again. I'm sick of this.
0: I don't like him.
1: I hate him. How did he become a doctor? So he doesn't want to help the kids because it's not an actual Pokemon hospital, it's just a hospital hospital.
0: Or it's supposed to be. There's no humans around. <laughs>
1: There's no one else there at all. So he's like, yeah, I may as well help Pikachu because you're a pretty girl. And then he forces his fist down Pikachu's throat and pulls out a whole apple. And he says uh, that he was lucky because if they took the apple out any later, Pikachu would have suffered serious uh, respiratory damage. like, okay... But you just said how you didn't want to help him because it's not a Pokemon Center. So you can't be all like, oh, this is, oh, this was dangerous, but also I wasn't going to help you. That does not make him look good.
0: I appreciate that he at least told Ash off for being an awful person.
1: But he's an awful person.
0: At least he acknowledges that Ash sucks. There's, like, a line from Ash where he's like, oh, I'd be so sad if I lost my best friend. Like, Pikachu's one of my best friends or something. It's just like... You tried to leave him behind a few episodes ago.
1: Yes, he did, because Ash never learns. What
0: is wrong with you, Ash?
1: He lives his life on a whim. So Dr. Fox's phone rings, and he decides not to answer it because he's off duty. I'm like, okay, but there are no other people in this hospital. Not a single person. So he ignores the phone. Ash and Co decide to get involved, because it's what they do.
0: So they're just like, okay, we will help with the filler plot.
1: Because apparently this is an emergency hospital. So they're like... Yeah, uh, there's been a crash, and somehow Team Rocket have have crashed into a road full of Pokemon. And I'm like, okay, but would the Pokemon be transported in the back of a van?
0: (laughs) Were they trafficking Pokemon?
1: Probably it's Team Rocket. So Doctor Proctor decides to agree to help, and then flirts with Nurse Joy, and he's just gross. And then he goes and gets uniforms for everybody because yeah, it's time to be doctors now. Yay! What a fun little adventure.
0: Let's play doctors.
1: I'm so glad this world doesn't have like serious disease or anything to like or anything like too complex, so that the kids can't help out. Could you imagine if they had like polio outbreaks or anything like that or something serious? No, this Pince's broke its pincer guess we can just glue it on
0: he uses super glue like three times
1: the only thing from this is like Cubone comes in crying and i'm like no i'm concerned but then Cubone's not actually hurt it just wants a hug it's like i don't know what's happening and i'm scared so i'm gonna cry so jesse and james are now here and they're also helping out and he invites jesse out for pizza and i'm like stop this
0: he's worse than brock because it's not even played for comedy. It's just sleazy.
1: And then I've got another note, which is just capital letters, stop flirting, and I don't remember what he does, but I just know he keeps flirting with all the ladies. Who are nurses, by the way. Have you noticed how Brock and Ash get lab coats, but Misty and Jesse yeah, they get little nurses' outfits. I'm like, no, just give them a lab coat as well. But no, they're not allowed to be doctors because they're girls. Yeah, but girls in lab coats are are not attractive. They must wear these little cute uniforms. Do the exact same job that all the guys are doing in their regular clothes with a lab coat on the top.
0: It was the 90s.
1: It was this guy, and this guy is a creep. It's not even a hospital, he just, like, stays there, pretends to be a medical professional.
0: Yeah, there's an awful lot of Pokemon being treated in this supposedly human hospital.
1: Where there are no other people.
0: It's a conspiracy.
1: They're trying to treat a Dodrio, and he's got a a hypodermic needle full of, what I'm assuming is, like, anaesthetic or something, and it knocks it out of his hand, and it flies in the air whimsically and lands right in his shoulder, and he's like, oh, oh, this will put me out for six hours. I'm like, no, you have to push the plunger down to put the fluid into you it doesn't just drain into you it's not how it works but you know it'll put him down for six hours
0: kids wouldn't know that probably
1: and then there is a nice bit though when he's like going to lie down to go to sleep it plays the Jigglypuff music which i thought was quite cute
0: oh i didn't notice that
1: i feel like he's just tired and done with this now he's not fun because the the girls aren't flirting back with him he's like this is a dumb situation Oh no, the needle's in me. I'm going to be asleep for about six hours. Oh no, what a shame. And he just goes and has a nap, even though he's like not been infected with anything.
0: And then we get a montage of them helping lots of Pokemon, except every part of the montage is like a minute long.
1: Wouldn't it be neato if there were like two medical professionals in this entire building? That could help instead of just the one so that if something like this did happen or if you know they had maybe two patients that it wouldn't be a like he wouldn't be rushed off his feet
0: having people other than main characters doing things
1: what a novel concept so after this montage of everybody helping pokemon in ways that are so simple like, oh, just glue everything back together or just hug them or remove them from places instead of like, you know, this one's lost an arm or this one's been impaled or this one's just murdered, this other one is eating it. No, it's all whimsical stuff.
0: It's quite a few of them tied up in knots somehow.
1: There's one crash and they all end up in the most whimsical of problems. And they're not even emergencies. They're just like people are stuck in places and stuff. It's not even like proper medical stuff.
0: But they use super glue so many times. They, they use it for bones, skull. They use it for pincers, pincer, and Raticate's teeth. That wouldn't taste nice. Plus, wouldn't his mouth get super glued shut? That'd be a problem. <laughs> they probably use it for other things as well that we don't get told about.
1: So Team Rocket decide now that they're going to catch all the weak in Pokemon. Which is like, okay. But also, to be fair, Ash was going to do the same thing earlier.
0: Yeah, but he was like, oh, wait, I shouldn't do that.
1: Why? If they're wild Pokemon, then catch them by all means. Were
0: they wild Pokemon? I don't know. They were being transported in a truck.
1: If Ash had caught them, then they would have teleported to the Pokemon Center to be stored. But Team Rocket's Pokemon won't hurt, Ch- hurt Chansey because it helped them, which I thought was kind of cute.
0: Well, there's more about Team Rocket that we've not covered yet. First of all, the dude's the motto, at the end of which Meowth's just like, I want my charm! Because Meowth spent the entire episode wondering where its charm is, because the charm on his forehead's disappeared. There's quite a funny string of jokes where they just tried different things on Meowth's forehead, and Chansey just couldn't do it anymore. And also... While Ash and co. have been healing Pokemon, Team Rocket have customised these stretchers to become traps, which is quite innovative.
1: They pin everybody down, basically, and then they try to take the Pokemon, and Chansey stands in their way, and Team Rocket's Pokemon won't hurt Chansey because it helped them, I was like, that's kind of cute. Dr. Proctor wakes up. Yeah, conveniently, and then everybody's untied, and then they push the gurneys back at Team Rocket, and then they run through a wall.
0: I found it really weird when the doctor turned up.
1: Like I said, I feel like he wasn't actually knocked out. He just wanted a nap and then he was just lying there letting all this drama happen around him.
0: No, what I found weird was that Jesse threw something at him, just like some purple liquid. No idea what that was. And then he whipped out a scalpel and sliced it out of the air and then revealed that under his lab coat, there's a whole lot of medical utensils. <laughs> so he's become a sort of doctor assassin thing.
1: <laughs> Team Rocket, St- oh, James stole a Voltorb, which explodes. And they go blasting off and then Meowth's charm returns because it basically got fired into his own skull.
0: Which is painful. Meanwhile, back at the quote-unquote hospital.
1: The gang are all leaving and it's the end of the day.
0: The doctor's like, you could be doctors.
1: You could stay because they could make a doctor something. Really? Because it's that easy in this world. You don't need a medical degree. No, just super glue. <laughs> solves everything. But to be fair, he's lying because not everybody could be doctors. Misty could be a nurse if she wants, but she can't be a doctor.
0: Oh no, she'd be the best doctor apparently. Ash is like, I need to go become a Pokemon master. And Brock is like, I need to go become a Pokemon breeder. And Misty is like, I might be a doctor, but I need to go find water Pokemon. <laughs> I need to learn about water Pokemon. And the best place to do that is definitely not at the water gym where my sisters live. <laughs> Why is Misty even there? Whimsy. She just follows them round and is the girl. That's her
1: her whole job.
0: Yeah, poor Misty. At least she makes fun of Brock when the doctor's being a perv. She's like, oh, he's not the only one that does things for pretty girls. Just taking a dig at Brock, which is always good. Don't let him get away with all of his pervy ways. Favorite thing? I'd say Meowth, because I enjoyed him just being upset the entire episode, and I found it funny when Chansey just tried lots of things on his forehead.
1: Like, Officer Jenny's police
0: hut. Let's <laughs> just try and put an entire police station on his forehead.
1: My favourite thing is Cubone that isn't actually hurt. It just is shocked and wants a hug. I'm like, ah, that's cute. Overall thoughts?
0: It's another boring and predictable filler episode of Pokemon.
1: Yeah, it's filler and the man is garbage. Like, he has a little careful wanting to help people like even ignoring his phone and stuff and then like he flirts with every woman that he sees no matter if the situation doesn't call for it and he has no other medical other trained professionals with him it's basically today the gang of doctors except for misty who's a nurse they're just playing doctor for a day and it's like uh
0: just why
1: the last episode they played minors and then the episode before that they played musician coaches or something like that
0: voice coach it's just pokemon doing pokemon i'm getting a bit bored of it now i need new stuff
1: i want him to get back on track with the actual plot part of the story
0: i can only take so much filler
1: now it's time for mono in mono where we'll talk about the similarities and the differences in these episodes
0: so let's start with our monsters of the week
1: mine is possessed kari who's not exactly a monster but i i like the voice acting and she's not being all punny and silly and she gives us an interesting look into how they all became the Digidestined, which is great yeah i
0: I quite liked possessed kari i guess i just like the shift in her voice which made it more distinctive.
1: It went slightly lower and it wasn't as childish. It was quite good.
0: My monster of the week is Chansey because Chansey is the only real medical professional in that building. Yes. And she stood up to an Arbok and a wheezing single-handedly and that takes courage because it's a giant snake and a ball of gas.
1: And it's basically a, an egg.
0: It's a small defenseless egg thing. But it was like, no. <laughs> so well done, Chansey. You took a chance.
1: Which one do you think had the best storyline? Pokemon. Really?
0: Yeah. I mean, what was Digimon's storyline? It was a fight based off of bad logic, followed by here is sudden exposition out of nowhere for no particular reason.
1: I like the exposition, don't I?
0: But as a storyline, it's not a storyline.
1: Yeah, it is. It's revealing important things that happened to them and the reason they are here. It's better than today they're playing Doctor.
0: Is it though? Is it really anything?
1: If you take out... This episode from both of them, there are still questions with Digimon. You still want to know, you know, how did they become who they are? With Pokemon, nothing changes because they just played Doctors for a day.
0: I still want to know how the Doctor became a Doctor.
1: Yeah, but he's like a not important character. He's never coming back.
0: That is a matter of opinion. I could become very invested in the character of Dr. Proctor, if I so wished.
1: I think the origin story of the kids is more important than the kids being this thing for a day.
0: But as a storyline, is it better there's no real flow in digimon it's just fight interrupted by his exposition
1: the last episode was exactly the same thing though. it was fight and then also exposition from a tree
0: the tree didn't exposition anything
1: it persuaded matt to do the things then
0: yeah that's different to exposition
1: similarities
0: i couldn't think of anything
1: maybe there's something between geni and the And Dr. Proctor, maybe?
0: Not really, because Jenna is okay and Dr. Proctor isn't.
1: Those are differences then. Differences are that that Jenna is okay and Dr. Proctor is not.
0: The other differences that I've got is that Digimon is all about an epic battle and epic exposition, while Pokemon is just, let's help all the injured Pokemon. Digimon gets on with things while Pokemon has a laugh and does whatever it fancies.
1: Just whatever well, it feels like doing today, it'll just do that.
0: Pokemon is Bohemian Rhapsody. It's any way the wind blows.
1: Doesn't really matter.
0: Exactly. Nothing really matters to Pokemon. I don't know what Digimon is as a song.
1: I'm going digital. Is,
0: is that cheating? Using <laughs> a Digimon song to be a metaphor for Digimon.
1: Which episode did you enjoy the most? Digimon. Yeah, me too. Because Pokemon was literally just filler.
0: I'm just tired of Pokemon at this point. It's not doing anything exciting or new. It's not done anything for a while.
1: How many episodes has it been since he's uh, got his last badge?
0: I can check. 13 episodes.
1: That's like almost a quarter of the season.
0: Oh, well, the quarter of the season that we're doing, that we're watching anyway. It's the 13th episode with no real progress.
1: All that's happened so far is he's got a Charizard. About it. He
0: got a Charizard.
1: And he tried to get rid of Pikachu. Cool. So what is the score?
0: 23-22 to Digimon. Join us again next time, or we'll be watching episode 46.
1: Holy Matrimony and Etamon's Comeback Tour.
0: You can listen to more of us on SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher. We will like getting reviews and comments.
1: And you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with The War Thread and email, which are all linked to the show notes.
0: And we will, of course, cover those in administration next time. And there is also my Patreon if you'd like to support me on that, and that would be fantastic. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye! I've just got to go and be alone. I don't know why I'm here. Also, what happened to the toga pieg? It's just not in this episode. Oh well. My name is definitely Stevie.
1: Okay, good for you.
0: And what's your name? Ah, uh, you don't know?
1: Um who are you? I don't know. Am I a boy or am I a girl? Why? Why this? Oak, it's been like twenty years now, you should know. I'm neither of these now, I've grown up. I don't even remember my grandson's name.
0: so what is your name i am
1: my name so what's my name my name is sam
0: my name is my name's sam
1: because i am frazzled yes
0: (laughs) what about when you're not frazzled what are you called then
1: um crondor cron
0: Cron crondor crondor is it just cron for short
1: how dare you? You will never call me Kron. That is an offence to me my name. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kron. No! No!
0: What is this? You messed it up, This son. is, I everything. got in
1: and went to sleep at like half ten and I woke up about ten minutes ago. Oh. That's what this is. This is, I also I didn't have enough time to make a coffee, so I'm drinking pink lemonade and So... That was weird. We won't be making that noise again. Any well, Okay. I am now hosting a podcast with a bullfrog. (laughs) You started it. Yeah, I did. Yes, yes, I did. If I try to murder someone, the least I'll do is say sorry. (laughs) And also a batch of apology muffins. But I'd say things He'll like I'm sorry. Prison cell. <laughs> and say things like, I'm sorry I murdered I tried to murder you. And then like underneath the cupcake they won't see it, but on the underneath it that says there's always next time. I'm just saying Matt needs to make a, a, a batch of apology muffins. That's what he needs to do. No he doesn't. Yes he does.
0: It's been four years since the thing happened in the real world.
1: Here's the thing, they've got the digital world that's apparently sped up. Exactly, that's the problem. Because they've given us the shots of the kids at High View Terrace, it gives us a real world timescale so we know that it's been four years since they've seen that happen.
0: Yeah, I was about to explain all of that.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead. And you're go just going to
0: take it from me, Sam. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs>